Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. We are in a web. We're, we are in a, we live, tell the person next to you, you live in a web. Whether you want to be in a web or not. Unless you're off the grid and live out in the mountains and don't have a phone, a cell phone, an, uh, an electric bill, uh, you're living in the mountains in a, in a hut, you are in the web. And listen, I can tell you as I've traveled the world now and preached in different countries like the Congo, it's, that's, that's about as poor as you can get. They have cell phones. Um, I, just where Pastor Jones and Pastor Dustin went just recently, even though those motors, they have, you know, getting out there on motorcycles, those people have cell phones. They had, they were sending us, uh, you know, pictures and videos from the jungle. And so no matter where you are in the world, and, and sort of a, a very small percentage or probably less than 1% in the world, you're in the web. And what I read a few years ago and the revelation that God gave me, and, and, and as I talk about this tonight, if this was relevant two years ago, how much more relevant do you think it is tonight? Every day that's gone by, this has become more relevant. And here's the, here's the thing that I got a couple years ago of how an actual spider web walks, works. Has anybody ever been walking? And I probably get them more than anybody because of my height. Has anybody ever been, been walking and got caught your head or anything in a web? Isn't it annoying? I mean, you immediately freak out and wonder, where's the spider? And then you find out he's on your shoulder, he's on your back, you're squatting, you're swatting, you're, you, know what, you don't know what kind of spider it is. But even as adult human beings, uh, webs catch us. Imagine what it does to those insects. And what, is a, what does a web do? This, listen to this. This is scientific. The spider sits in the middle of its web. And as I'm reading this, think about the World Wide Web as I'm talking about an actual spider web, which is pretty crazy. It actually says scientifically that it monitors the radius threads on the web for vibrations. If an insect gets caught in any part of the web, the spider will feel the motion through the radius threads and make its way to the vibration source. In this way, the web extends the spider's sensory system over a much wider area. The spider must also leave the web to retreat to a separate nest while monitoring the web via a connected signal line. That sounds, that sounds like something uh, technological, doesn't it? That what the spider does is exactly what the World Wide Web does. They're monitoring us. They're watching everything that we do. They're listening to everything that we say. Uh, picture, whether we like it or not, you can try to block that thing on your phone, and you can try to do all those different things. They're listening to us. They're watching us. They know where we live. You're in the web. You might as well stop being afraid. Just live your life and make, make every other statement, Jesus is Lord. Just preach to the people listening to you because they're listening. Amen. But we're in it. And so in it, if we're stuck in it and we're, ta we're caught in it, we've got to be careful not to allow the web to do its full purpose on us, which is destruction. That spider does not catch a bug to play around with it. That spider does not catch a bug to say, hey, I caught you. That spider catches a bug to eat it. The, web, the World Wide Web has been made, and yes, we have lots of good things. Let's not go without saying that tonight we're on a live stream. This can be watched anywhere in the world. All the good things that we can reach people with and all that. But the fact is, 
The reason that this, I just want to make this clear, the reason the World Wide Web was made, if you want to just be honest and clear, is to control the world. You understand that tonight? That's the reason it was made. And if you look at Revelation chapter 13, this is going into what's going to be eventually the time of the tribulation. Verse 15, say amen if you're there or look up on the screen. I'm going to go into this a little bit more on Sunday. He was granted power. Who's he, by the way? Somebody shout out who is granted power. Satan, the Antichrist. To give breath to the image of the beast. Think about that image of the beast. Think about today in 2023. What are we looking at on our phones? What are you looking at right now? An image of the beast. That the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would to not worship the beast to be killed. So the ultimate goal of the web, it's been created, is so for one day when the tribulation starts, they will be able to control the world with that web, and they'll know where everybody's at, and no matter how you try to get off the grid, you're already on the grid, you won't be able to live without it. I'm not trying to preach that message tonight as much as I am you getting to understand that this has been a, a, a trap that we have been placed in, and all we can do is do good with it, while it's there. Because there's good and bad with the internet. Can I get an amen? So what I want you to understand more than anything tonight is that this, this world wide web that we're in, we might as well take advantage of it and use it for good. But understanding that it's right there waiting to trip us up. So I'm going to give you some um, statistics that I read. And, I'm gonna, and I've updated a few since last time I preached this a couple years ago because they've obviously changed. And I'm just going to hit you right between the... The eyes. Is that okay? The biggest problem, and there's many of the internet today, and we understand this because of the day we're living in, in sexual perversity, okay? All throughout the Bible, when you read the Bible, you see that the greatest thing that, that, that bothers God the most is sexual immorality. And so today, pornography is the biggest problem we face in the world, Okay? The biggest. Let me give you some stats that these are upgraded. As I was looking at this even today, upgrading some of the stats from two years ago, I was blown away. It says, try to, try to stay with me on these thoughts, these numbers. Two and a half million people visit porn sites every minute. Two and a half million people visit a porn site every minute. Every 60 seconds. And so I did the math. 60 seconds, there's 1,440 minutes in a day. 3.6 billion people a day are visiting porn sites. That's half the popula a little bit less than half the population of the world. Does that sound like a problem to anybody? 3.6 billion people. Over 40 million Americans, and I, I couldn't find an upgrade, updated one that I believe it's more, 40 million Americans are regular visitors to porn sites. Regular. Meaning it's not every once in a while, it's continual. There are around 42 million websites for pornography. Okay? Now remember, as we're talking about this, whether you have had or have or had a problem or are going to have or whatever you have with the problem of pornography, remember that the, re the way the web is set up is to get you caught somehow, and then pull you in all the way till, the, till it can kill you, okay? That's Satan. How many know the Bible says Satan comes to steal, kill, and drink tea with you? Destroy. 
Okay? So his ultimate goal is that. Listen to this. I read this a few years ago. This will blow you away. The porn industry's annual revenue is more than the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball combined. All three major sports. More money is made by the porn industry. There is a pornog pornographic video made every 30 minutes. Every, since we've had started church, two, different, two more movies have been made all the time. And, and if we know recently from the movies that have just come out, we know who's in those movies too. A lot of kids. A lot of kids that have been sex trafficked. A lot of kids that have been kidnapped. Okay? Now listen to this. Also, if you've heard of ABC, CBS, and NBC, porn industry also makes more money than all three of those put together. 47% of families, how many know good enough math to say that's one out of every two families in the United States have a problem in their home with pornography? One out of every two. Now, how many know as I'm reading this, these should not be stats that should be in the church? Okay? That's our goal. Pornography uses, use increases the marital infidelity rate by more than 300%. In other words, when, 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 when infidelity happens, it's because of that. 11 years old, if you're asking why I'm reading this with young people here, is the average age that a child is first exposed to pornography. 94% of children will see pornography by 14 years old. Now listen to this as I begin to close up the stats. Internet is the crack cocaine of sexual addiction. Crack cocaine. Pornography consumption can be mood-altering and as addictive as narcotics. Studies show that pornography is progressive and addictive for many and usually often, this is the scary thing, leads to the user acting out their fantasies often on children. Pornographers disguise their sites, in other words, stealth sites, with common brand names, including Disney, Barbie, ESPN, and etc., to entrap children. So part of the reason I'm talking to this tonight is not only am I talking to the teenagers, I'm talking to you parents that if you give your children phones, you better be involved in what they're looking at. If you're going to, if you're going to give your child a phone at a young age, and you should really think about the age in the first place, but if you're going to do that, you better be daily involved in what is on that phone because that phone is dangerous. Amen? So if you're taking notes, I can give you some things to help you block some of these things from your phones, okay? Uh, when I watched, how many saw The Social Dilemma? Let me see your hand if you've seen The Social Dilemma. I've talked about that a bunch of times in our church. It's on Netflix. It would be worth watching, even if you don't watch the whole thing. It basically come Facebook, Instagram, people coming out and saying that they are trained to cause the person watching these things to watch certain things. They're, 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 they're watching your tendencies and all these different things. And, and they came out and exposed them and quit their jobs and left those things and talked about this. And so in The Social Dilemma, it mentions a different kind of browser that you can use. I've been using this for about three or four years now. This is just what I use. It's called Quant, Q-W-A-N-T.com. And the reason is, is because there's no... Um, History. When you, 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 if you're, if you, how many search, use search engines for buying things or any of those things? Stop using Google. Google, Google is going to, that's why, have you ever noticed when you're talking about something with somebody in your house, 
uh, hey, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about buying this. And the next time you go to your social media, it's that, that ad is on your phone. Why do you think that is? Because they're listening. They're listening and they're watching what you're watching. So I would advise for you not to use Google as a search engine. Find a search engine that is safe, that has privacy. Okay, that does not follow what you're doing. But blocking things, there's some things called Blocker X, Detoxify, Ever Accountable, and Covenant Eyes that you can put on your, on your browsers to protect you. I'll say this again, Blocker X, Detoxify, Ever Accountable, Covenant Eyes, that you can block things so that you'll never have pop-ups. You'll never have things come across your screen that you don't need to see. How many husbands and wives do I have here? It would be very wise for you in your marriage to not only have each other's, you, this is a little, just a little nugget here, You're, you should never not know how to get into your spouse's phone. Your spouse should have access to your phone, and you should have access to your spouse's phone. They, you should, there should never be password. If you have passwords for safety, that's fine, but I know my wife's and she knows mine. If I grab her phone and it locks her screen, I know her, her code to get in. That, that transparency is very important in a marriage. And, and you should be able to know what each other's looking at. Not that you have to do that all the time, but that access is there. And, and, and if somebody has had a problem with that in your in marriage in the past, you need to help hold each other accountable to that and help each other with building blocks to not have those things pop up in your phones. Okay? Something called Kittle for kids. Most of you parents, and now that we're, our grandkids are getting earlier or older, we're going to have to start working on these things too. But uh, I used to, two years ago, I said something about Circle, which was a separate router uh, from Disney to control. We ain't using nothing from Disney now. Hey, Amen. If you're using stuff from Disney now, you get out of it. We already know D Disney's of the devil. Okay? If you haven't been around, ask somebody. You do not want to be involved with anything that is Disney. Can I get a better amen? amen. Online gaming. I know this kind of hit a nerve last time. It got quiet just like it did right there. It, I believe online gaming is like the things we talk about. You can have things as long as they don't have you. There's nothing wrong with playing video games as long as those video games aren't playing you. But the Kaiser Family Foundation says that youth... This youths are playing more than 50 hours a week. 50 hours a week, which far exceeds the five-hour mark. If you do math, 50 hours divided by five is 10. That's not including the weekends. And problem gamers play video games, listen to this, between 80 and 100 hours a week. Do you realize that's more than a double full-time job I see sometimes people at church you may not be playing video games but you look like you have been you look google-eyed at church Sunday morning and I wonder how much you slept Saturday night and I wonder if you sleep at night instead of doing something else I'm just staring over here at the teenagers wondering if maybe you play a lot of video games but parents we have to be involved and and let your let your kids get mad at you it's okay, you're not their friend, you're their parent. And you know what, if you, if you raise your kid as parents, you'll be their friends when you're grandparents. They'll be your friends when you get older and then they won't be mad at you anymore. 
and then they'll be making their kids mad. <laughs> it's a good cycle. Amen. Social media. As we go into this school year, parents and kids, we've got to be careful. We've got to really guard our, ourselves and think about the time that we're spending on things. If you're watching something that's just taking your time, what is that taking your time away from? I'm not even talking about watching stuff that's bad, that you shouldn't be watching. What about stuff that we're watching that is taking our time away from something else? So I don't, I don't have to name them all. I know that I did read lately, t TikTok now, I don't have TikTok, is the most popular um, one of all now. It's at the top of the list. It's the most watched. Uh, used to probably be Facebook and Instagram, but TikTok is, I think, three times more used now than even Facebook. So TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all the different ones. You have to be very careful. I've told you before, I have Instagram. I have Facebook. I don't hardly ever look at Facebook. I can't actually get rid of Facebook because our church one is tied to me. Uh, but I've decided just to stay away from that. Uh, I don't hardly ever look at it. Um, I do look at Instagram, but what you can do, and I told you this before, and you should do this. Tonight you should do this. You should go and look at your Instagram, look at your TikTok, look at your Twitter, look at your whatever you look at, and go to your activity. Amen? And see how much you look at that a day. And if how much you look at that a day exceeds the time that you spend in prayer or the time that you spend reading the Bible, I don't think that's good. Not telling you have to listen to me, I just don't think it's good because what it does is it shows us that our interest is more in those things than things that really matter. And we wonder sometimes why we're not strong, why we don't feel good, why we're not at peace, why, we're not, why, we're not, why we feel convicted, all these different things. We remember that we're in this web, how much of the web are we letting the web get us? Okay, because here's a staggering stat, staggering stat. Two years ago I read it and it went up. A average person in the United States spends 151 minutes a day on social media. Does anybody know what that is in hours? Two and a half hours on social media. That's 10% of the day. And you think about that same person might spend five minutes in prayer. You have two and a half hours of social media and five minutes of prayer. Who's going to win that battle? The flesh or the spirit? Okay? So I just wanted, wanted to throw those out at you again to remind you that we're in this web. And I'm going to give you a few verses tonight on how we can defeat this. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And I'm gonna, I think I'm reading all these from the New Living Translation, by the way. Actually, sorry, I, I jumped ahead on my, I'm, I'm, go to, to uh, 1 John 5. Sorry, Joey, that's the next one. Okay, let me give you some verses that will help you. If, you. if you want help tonight, if you want to go into your school, you're strong. If you're here and you're a teenager, we're going to have the younger come out a little later. And you want to be an example at your school this year, pay attention to these verses. You can be an example. You can be a leader. You can have people follow you. If you're an adult and you work in your workplace and you want to be an example, think about these. 1 John 5, 19 says, We know that we are of God. How many know we're of God tonight? And the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. So there is an influence 
every day in this world where the, in, the, the influence of the devil and the Antichrist and demonic activity is swaying us. And so we must be very vigilant and sober-minded and careful what we're watching. Remember that inside of your whatever you watch, because I can't sit here and say that I don't ever look at Instagram, I don't ever look at Twitter, I, I would be lying to you, I do, but I try to watch my time on it. But I also can go in there and you can put filters on what you see. You can, you, if you see something you don't like, you add, you go, I don't want to see this again. And it doesn't pop back up again. Or if it does, you do it again. And you can get to a place where, like I literally, all I see is sports highlights and spiritual stuff. That's all I see. Because I have filtered what I watch. I don't want to see fights. I don't want to see naked people. I don't want to see pol political stuff. I don't want to see any of that stuff. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just certain things that I'm wanting to see, so I filter it out. You can do that. You have power over that. Thank, thank God for the settings. Okay? So do those things to help you because that sway, the devil is just, he's just, remember, he's just lulling us asleep sometimes, trying to pull us in. Proverbs 25, 28. This is powerful. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Who's making the walls in your life? You are. You need to make the rules on what you watch. We have, we have a thing in men's discipleship called the Job Alert. Job said, I've made a covenant with my eyes that I will not look on a woman with lust in my eyes. You need to make a decision. I don't look that way. When I see something, I turn my head a different direction. I'm not staring at that person. I'm not watching that person. I'm not you know, looking more into that person. There's a decision you got to make, and you got to win that battle in the morning at prayer. Can't win that battle when it happens. You got to win that battle in the morning at prayer. Amen? Now, I forgot to say something, and this is very important, and I want everyone to listen to this, going back to pornography and the internet and all those different things. I want you to remember something. We need more of the fear of God in us. The Bible says the beginning of, the, of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And, 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 and when I mean that, when I say that, I don't, mean, I don't just mean the obvious fear of the Lord that, that he is a, a big God and a, a God that can strike us. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you need to understand that in this web that we're talking about today, I want you to remember something. Men, I'm speaking to men especially because I'm a man. Women, when you look at something, I want you to remember first and foremost, not only is it wrong what you're looking at, but you're looking at someone's wife, someone's daughter, someone's mom, someone's sister, a creation of God, and, and, and you're violating those, that person with your eyes. That should change the way that you look at it. You have sisters. Everyone's got a sister, a brother, a mother, a, a, a daughter, all those things. Think about those things. That's not just some person. That's somebody's somebody. Okay? That you're violating with your eyes. So not only are you violating that person, but you're violating God. Because whether or not that person believes in God, they're God's creation. Think about that. Now, beyond the spiritual, let me tell you something else that should put some fear in you. When you click on things and touch things and hit things, you know, what, you know why one of the biggest things today that I read earlier was that when people search for pornography, they put adult? Because you don't know if you're looking at adults or kids. And when you touch things on your computer, it's tracing you to something. You have no idea what you're getting involved in. 
I'm talking beyond the bad part of even looking in the first place. I'm trying to scare you to understand that you might have the law on your, against you. You might have the law knocking on your door, taking you to prison because you're involved in some kind of sex trafficking with kids. Amen? So think about those things. That's why Jesus said, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It's better to enter in heaven maimed than to enter into hell whole. In other words, if you need to get rid of your phone, if you need to get rid of your tablet, if you need to get rid of your TV, whatever you need to do, if you need to take drastic measures, take them because going to heaven is more important than a few seconds of, of, of uh, happiness or satisfaction or whatever you want to call it. Can I get a better amen? So whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Psalms 119, verse 37. This is such a, good, such a good verse. Lord, turn my eyes from worthless things. Turn my eyes from worthless things. How much time are we spending on worthless things? If you're watching something and looking at something that gets you worked up every single time you watch it, why do you keep falling into that trap? Stop looking at it. I'm not even talking about something that's sinful. Just something that's worthless. Something that doesn't need, you know, how many in here, I had to get rid of this years ago. How many in here, when you were younger, fought? You got in fights. Okay, if you were a person that got in fights, then there's something in you that can very easily go back to that person. If you were someone who was quick to fight, I mean, I grew up in Tucson, Arizona, and, and I'm not saying it's like this everywhere in Texas, but when we would go to the basketball courts here in, in Texas, and, and I would play all over, the, all over the Metroplex, these guys would get in arguments, and then they'd sit there and spit at each other for 30 seconds to a minute to five minutes and never touch each other. And I was like, this is weird, because in Tucson, man, when people started talking like that, fists were flying. I mean, they weren't arguing. They would just swing and start fighting. So it was kind of weird for me here to see everybody just spitting on each other. So if you're like that where you grew up and when, when a fight, ha I had friends that were like, hey, tonight let's go out and get in a fight. I've said that before. I'm like, no, let's just chill tonight. We did that last weekend. I mean, it was every single weekend. That was like, we're, we're bored and let's go get in a fight. Why? Let's take a week off. Right? But if you come from that background where you, you didn't do a lot of talking, you did a lot of action, you don't need to be looking at fights on videos. All that's doing is taking you back to a place. And let me tell you something. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out too, and it might hit a nerve, and that's fine. This is personal for me. You can take it or leave it. As you fall more in love with Jesus, you cannot watch people hurt each other and be in, in, uh, entertained by it. I'm just, I, I used to watch fights. Like when, when I, before I got really sanctified, I would watch those street fights, like in the backyard. If you, 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 they would film in the backyard, two guys, two girls, whatever, just fight, blood everywhere. I got to a place where the Lord convicted me and said, why are you watching that? What, how does that entertainment to you? So whatever it is that, that is, is, excites you, if it's not godly, why are you looking at it? Right? That's what this verse is telling us. Don't watch worthless things. And so some of us can say, man, I don't know if I could ever get over that. You could if you'd stop looking at it. 
You could if you'd let it die long enough to where that desire is no longer there. You can be free from pornography. You can be free from fighting. You can be free from jealousy. You can be free from drugs. You can be free from alcohol. All those different things can, you can be set free from if you'll stop looking at them and, 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 and tempting yourself more than you need to be because there's going to be times when it's thrown in front of you where you can't you know, help it, but why would you hold the phone in front of you and tempt yourself? Amen? So he says, give me, let me go back to that, right, that second part. Turn my eyes from worth of things, and here's the, and give me life through your word. Colossians 2.8, as I begin to close. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. <clears throat> according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of this world, and not according to Christ. This is one of those things that me and Pastor Mario see all the time. We see young believers getting confused because they're watching people who are not preaching the gospel. I just had someone this week send me, and listen, I'm always honest when someone sends me something. Someone new sent me a video of a preacher that I know who he is. He's a mega church pastor, and what he said was good. What he said was good. I told the person, what he said was good, but you do not want to listen to this man. I wasn't going to lie. And say, what he said was good. He made a good statement. If I said, this is a mega church pastor who does not preach the truth, I wouldn't keep listening to him if I were you. And that's where we get caught, we get thrown off because we listen to so many things. That's, this, does this make sense? I'm not just talking about watching pornography. How about watching things that are leading you away from the truth? Amen. Pulling you away from strong, solid gospel teaching that's in the Bible because that person sounds good and looks good and has 100,000 people clapping for them and a, and a million followers. They must be right. Right? That's not the case. So he's saying, don't let somebody deceive you. And if it's not Christ and the principles of this world, don't listen to it. So Romans 12, 2, I tell people all the time, how can we beat this? Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. But be let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. How many know we need to change the way we think? Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And last but not least, one more verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Let's look at this. Don't you realize, how many know that we're in a race tonight? And it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. But only one person gets the prize, so run to win. And all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will not fade away but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I love how this is in the New Living Translation. I'm not just shadow boxing. Amen? I'm not just shadow boxing. You know, leave that there for just a second. You know what that means? A lot of people, are, they, can, they, can, they can look good in front of a mirror, but put a real person in front of them. I just saw a baseball fight the other day that was like that. The guy was like, and all of a sudden he was knocked out on the ground. Shadow boxing don't get you nowhere. You need some experience. Amen? Some experience. So I'm not doing this. I'm not just shadow boxing. I'm, I'm setting myself up to go to heaven. I want to make it to heaven. Amen? 
And last verse, I discipline my body like an athlete. We need to discipline our eyes. We need to discipline our phones. Church, listen, we all are in the web. I'm not going to sit here and say we're not in the web. We need our phones. We have to use them for business. We have to use them for school. We have to use them for everything. But we need to discipline ourselves to make sure that we're training our bodies the way we should, our spirits. It says, otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I might myself be disqualified. I don't know the stats tonight, but I'm telling you it's staggering of the pastors who are quitting pastoring because they're living in affairs or quitting pastoring because they're addicted to pornography. All kinds of things in the ministry are happening because people don't have discipline and the fear of God. How many can say tonight, Lord, don't let that be me. Don't let that be my kids. Your kids are about to go into the war zone tomorrow and Monday. Horrible place. I, 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 I'm, 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 right there. I'm right in the middle now. My, my girls are growing up and my grandkids are too young to go to school. I don't know what I'd do right now if I had kids going to school. But as your pastor, I'm praying for you. And, and if you're sending your kids to public school, you've got to cover them in prayer. And you've got to make a decision for yourself as parents. I don't want to have anything hypocritical in my life that will affect the integrity of my kids. You need to be stronger than you've ever been for your kids. Amen? In other words, you need to be careful of the spirits that you allow into your home. Because they're going to go to school and they're going to be bombarded with this ridiculous craziness that's going on in this world today. And they need to be able to come home to a safe place where there's prayer and the word and you're not opening doors for your own personal life that's going to affect your kids. Father, tonight we ask you to help us navigate this worldwide web situation, God. We need the internet. We use the internet. There's much good about the internet, Lord, but there's so much wickedness, so much darkness, so much strategy of the enemy. And even as I said in the very beginning, God, an ultimate plan of the devil to control the world through this worldwide web. And God, we need your help tonight. Even the most innocent of kids, even the most innocent of teenagers, even the most innocent of parents can be trapped. Someone can go their whole life doing well and all of a sudden be trapped in a moment of weakness and then begin to make that moment of weakness a regular thing. And before they know it, they're in big trouble, God, and they're tied up in a web they can't get out of or they feel they can't get out of. Help us tonight, God. Help us to watch and monitor what we watch and listen to, God. Help us to be led by the Holy Spirit. And, and as your Spirit convicts us, let us obey what your Spirit tells us to do and not to do. <clears throat> Heads are bowed and eyes are closed all across this place tonight. Before we pray and finish this service and we pray over these kids tonight. How many in this place, how many watching online, listening on the podcast could say, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one will go to heaven to the Father except through me. Tonight, Lord, we, we surrender. Tonight, we give our lives to you. Tonight, we say, no more of us and all of you. 
How many in this place could say, Pastor, I've never said that prayer. I am not born again tonight, and I want to be changed, and I want to be saved, and I want to be forgiven. Just lift up your hand and put it right back down all over this place tonight. Hands go up. I need Jesus. Amen. If everyone's saved here, we're going to focus for just a moment on those that are watching on the live stream, those that are listening on the podcast. We're going to say a prayer right now for you. If you're watching, if you're listening, our, our, our podcast goes back quite a few years. You might be listening to this two years from now. You might be listening one five years ago. Does Jesus have lordship of your life? If you died tonight, would you stand before Jesus as a judge or a savior? Tonight he can be your savior if you just call on his name. Everyone in this place, if you'll just stand with me, we're going to say this prayer. And I want everyone to say it out loud. And I want anyone watching tonight on the live stream or anyone listening on the podcast, if you're not sure you're saved, put your faith in Jesus. It's not in a church name. It's not in a religion. It's not a membership. It's faith in Jesus Christ and him alone. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I fall short of your glory. I know that my sins have death behind them. Eternal separation from God. But tonight I admit that I'm a sinner. And I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. I believe you died on the cross for all my sins. And I believe you rose from the dead. Please take control of my life. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.